Welcome to Blue Collar Love, the Starflyer 59 Retrospective. My name is Samuel, and I-W-I-N. And I'm Aaron, and it's nothing but podcast and old friends, and always no sad ends. Welcome, guys. Welcome, 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 guys, to what for any other podcast would be the final episode. Um, but I don't think we're ever allowed to end, Aaron. Um, this week. Think- we made some kind of contract when we started this, and we're stuck in a forever loop now. It's like Scientology, a perpetual contract. <laughs> <laughs> Something like no, that. In, per- in, per- in perpetuity, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> perpetuity. Yeah, it's like the the uh, Starfyology. Starfyology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Starfyology. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Martinology. There you go. Martinology. Martinology. There you go. Even better. I'll sign up for that <laughs> church any day. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, some of you, um, a good chunk of you guys, listen to us rank all the Jason Martin side projects, except mm-hmm. for which that's another episode for another day. Yeah. Uh, you listen to us rank all the EPs and live albums. And now, and, uh, the granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy of them all. We're going to rank the 16 main albums. Gosh. Woo! Well, we got the, 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 like, the top five is like, gosh, choosing your favorite children is so hard. <laughs> Are you ready to pull some fingernails? I am, man. Gosh, this is so hard. This is the hardest. This is the hardest, like, ranking I think I've done in my life. <laughs> I'll be honest. So I just took a week and listened straight through the discography. Yes. And then I just ranked everything. Mm-hmm. It took about 20 minutes to rearrange it. Double-checked it one other time about a week later. And I was like, I'm satisfied. This looks good. Mm-hmm. I felt pretty good. Um, I know um, our friendship will be on um, troubled waters by the time we're done. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> No, I have faith in you, Sam. I know every week I say that, and you and you break my and you break my heart. But I, I have faith in you tonight again. I think we're going to be pretty close. Um, and I, I kind of did the same thing I, the last couple of weeks. I mean, not just Starfire, but I've been listening to Starfire the last couple of weeks, and I had ranked these albums like last year or so, maybe long earlier already. Um, and then after listening to um, you know, last couple of weeks. It changed. Like, there were some drastic changes which, as we get to a moment through. It's just amazing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was a real big shocker for one of the albums. But anyway, yeah. But so that's I what think that also was, so. taking the past, gosh, we're going like four years now, yeah. and talking about these albums one by one has made a difference. That's true, too. Like, that's true. I think the ranking four years ago would be vastly different than it is now. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, we'll talk about it later, but, you know, yeah, like, I would even say even my top five has changed drastically just these last two weeks. So, all right, um, not much, not much need for side conversation here. Are you ready no. to jump into this, guys? Let's jump in. Uh, all right, rules of engagement. I mean, there are 16 mainline albums, guys. These are the albums that aren't considered EPs, compilations, live albums, side projects. These are just... Straight up studio albums. <laughs> straight up studio Starflyer Canon, if you will. Mm-hmm. Starflyer Canon. All right. So we're going to start all the way at the bottom. Number 16. Aaron, you want to go first? Kick us off? Sure. And I'm going to preface this like I always do. Again, there's no bad Starfire albums. 
So, I mean, I, it just really, really hate, I hate to say this, you know, but because one of these has to be number 16. So, again, Jason Martin's worst album is still better than 90% of people's best work. So, let me just say that. So, but number 16, we're going to start off with I Am A CEO. Um, that was my that number say, 16 as well. I tell you, Sam, I tell you, man, we're going to be, I think we're going to be fine until we get to like the top. The midsection, I think the top and bottom would be fine. I think the middle will have disagreements in, which I'm fine with. But um, yeah, I mean, the instrumentals, if if y'all have a copy of that, was on cassette. Um, it sounds a lot better. Um, I love Jason's lyrics. I don't know, it's just something about these songs. It's instrumental, just sound better. Um, is is this all there is? Those by the highlight on this album, I love it so much. But there's not a there's a lot of. I'm not gonna say forgettable tracks, but nothing that that's like you know. I drive a lot or anything like that. So that's all I got to say about it. What about you, Sam? So I, when we reviewed this, I felt bad. Like I'm that guy. I want to like the stuff that no one else likes. And I know generally speaking, <laughs> me too. <laughs> generally speaking, I am a CEO is most people's bottom star flyer stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I want to like it, but if you ask yourself the question, if I am a CEO was the only Starflyer 59 album in existence, would people care? No. If this was the only album in existence, people would not care about the band Starflyer 59. And, and now we've got an even simpler question. What album is this better than in, in the, the, the other 15 albums? <laughs> or, you know, which album... <laughs> if you had to, like, take two albums and decide, you know, which one are you listening to forever on an island? I'm yes, was not coming on the island. I'm sorry. It's not. It is not. <laughs> this this was this was um 15 for a while for me until these last two it dropped. Um, for that reason, what you just said. <laughs> All right, so we're we're universe on 16. We're doing good here so far. All Are right. you ready for me to break your heart, Aaron? No. What's number 15? Go ahead, Sam. What's your 15? <laughs> Don't hate me. If you say fascist, book, I swear to God, I'm getting on a plane right now coming to Indiana and just. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15 for me. Just And let me explain myself. Oh my God. Americana. Oh my God, I gotta get a plane ticket. I'm out of here. <laughs> Podcast over. I gotta handle this guy. <laughs> Bless okay. your heart a million times. A million times. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't want to put this at number 15. I did not want to. But it came down to the question of which one of these do I listen to first? Americana is a good album. It's a very good album. It's not the Starflyer 59 album I listened to before the others. I can just uh, hear people's heads exploding because of the nonsense you're talking right now, Sam. You are outside of your mind right now. <laughs> I think even in the realm of, you know, if we're looking at the original trilogy of albums, obviously, mm -hmm. I kind of think the other two work better on the shoegaze front. Now, mm -hmm. let me back up and do say Americana is like him perfecting the sound of his early albums. Mm -hmm. It takes everything good about gold and silver and just like turns it up to 11. It does everything perfect. That might be my problem with it, though, is I feel like the imperfections in the albums before it kind of are what make those rise above. And then as for the other um, albums after it, once again, I just tend to listen to them more than this. So it is a good, nearly perfect album. 
It's just my personal number 15. If you can see my face right now, Sam, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Obviously, I knew, America. I knew that I didn't I didn't want to do this to you, buddy. It just happened. Why do you do this to your family? So obviously, American is not my 15th ranked album because I'm not insane like some people. 15 for me, though, is slow. Um, and yeah, it's just like kind of like I am a CEO, I, although there's better songs like by um, wrong time. Um, the title songs, um, slow, high, low. I love that's my favorite. That's my jam on that album. Um, but yeah, again, like what album is slow better than for the other, the rest of the albums? And it's none of them, you know, but that's number 15 for me. Slow. Okay. So that's all you have to say about it, huh? Yeah. I try to stay positive. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. My number 14, this is going to stab some people in the heart. Um, others won't care. Uh, number 14 for me is silver. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have words. Go. I have nothing to say. <laughs> you rendered me speechless. Americana did silver. Oh my gosh! This guy says gold. That's. <laughs> Go ahead. Explain your. Explain yourself, Sam. I mean, silver is a wonderful first album, and what I love about silver um, is how raw and gritty it is. I'm um, like the production isn't. The production is raw and gritty, but like. What I mean by that is, like, you can feel Jason essentially figure out how to write songs. And it's so much fun to listen to. Um, you know, Blue Collar Love is kind of the end-all, be-all of early Starflyer, right? When yep. you think of early Shoegazer Starflyer, that's the song you go to. It's what we named our podcast after. Amen. Uh, you know, the and I think Beyond the Sound, he really you know, runs with some of his lyrical themes in this that follow him throughout the rest of his career. Mainly, I'm a blue-collar guy who also loves God. And, you know, I like girls, too. And so <laughs> he sings about all three of those things in this album, and he will sing about all three of those things for the rest of his career. No, no, no. I don't like girls. Girls break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm only allowed to write about the girl I like in the Bon Voyage series, not in the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Lee Nash, of course. But yeah. Silver No problem. It, Silver is a great song album. I, I sincerely like from this point forward, you're just want to hear me saying, I love this album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, everything is uphill from here as far as I'm concerned. Like you said before, there is no bad Starflyer album. Just ones that are ranked below others. True. 14 for me is Vanity. Um, and this is only because it's new. I don't haven't listened to it as much as the other ones. I'm sure four years from now, um, well, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe it'll say 14. Um, but yeah, this is the 14 for me. Yeah, Life in Bed, that's the highlight. Gosh, I love the song. Video's amazing. Hunter Christie, of course, directed it. Um, but yeah, solid album. Um, oh, yeah, and Asunder. I wish Asunder was longer. Gosh. I hope we get more of that type of music. But yeah, that's 14 for me. I'm All scared right, to ask. your number 13. I, I, yeah, I was about to say I'm going to go because I'm scared to hear your 13. So 13 for me would be I'm the Portuguese Blues. Um, it's 
that was higher for me. I think I had a 10. It was 10. Yeah, I think it was 10. It dropped once, I, you know, the last couple of weeks. Because I realized, you know, like you mentioned about Silver's a one-trick pony. I don't know if you did say that, but maybe I just heard that. But, I mean, this is the one-trick pony album, really. Um, Garage, metal, rock, which, you know, it's nothing wrong being a one-trick pony. I mean, Ramones made 20,000 songs. And they had two songs, the fast one and the slow one, and it worked. So, <laughs> um, and this album works too. But again, you know, they have to be ranked. Um, so, ended up number look at lucky number thirteen, sound on sound. Ah, I love that song. One of the few songs I can listen to on repeat. <laughs> How about you, Sam? Oh God. All right, What's my your- number thirteen. Uh, talking voice versus singing voice. You haven't said slow yet. So you think slow's better than Americana and Silver? Oh my God. And talking voice versus singing voice. Uh, All right. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, dude, I'm just, I think because I'm a newer Starflyer fan, like I came into this late in the game, I have a different perspective where I know a lot of the bass tends to like early albums more than later work. And I'm just a big fan of the later albums. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. You know, mm-hmm. we're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, talking voice versus singing voice. I would make the argument this is the most experimental Starfire 59 album. Um, this is Jason Martin and Frank Lenz just going nuts in the studio and seeing what they can spit out. Um, Frank Lenz's violins are trippy and or his violin arrangements, I should say. They're trippy at times, but they go beautifully with the rest of the album. Um, I really, There's a lot more drum programming, which would, you know, kind of point towards what was going to happen in the future more. But a lot more drum programming, especially songs like The Longest Line, almost sounds like a straight-up Joy Electric song. <laughs> That's such a happy... Like, it does not sound like a Star 559 song at all. I used to hate that <laughs> song because it sounded, I thought it sounded cheesy at first, but it grew on me. Yeah, that song. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then, you know, um, songs like Good Sons and, you know, The Showstopper, Good Living. Like, <laughs> I we, we go back to this interview all the time um, mm-hmm. when Terry Taylor said, Jason Martin says so much with so little words. Mm-hmm. And the line, what's the point of living if you can't make a good living? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know how many times I've repeated, felt to the core of my soul, lived that lyric in my life? <laughs> it's probably his best one. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is a great line. Like, that line alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah talk, talking voice versus singing voice. It's, a, it's an experimental album, um, mm. but I think it's a pretty great album still. Yeah, it's not one of your biggest sins putting it there. Um, I, I don't think you could sin harder than you did with Americana and Silver. <laughs> what are we at, number 12 now? Uh, you already did your 13, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, number 12. All right, I'll go. Number 12, My Island, which this past week, this, this was one of the big surprises because this was my last forever. Like, this is my least favorite Starfire album forever. Um, so 12 is pretty good i mean because i don't know i mean what else is going to be better than um but yeah it's just there's a lot of you know i win of course um um lifeguard and um 
but of course, you know, ideas for a talent. Again, a, a great Jason Lyric. My ideas, they outweigh all the talent that I own. <laughs> that's such, dude, that is like my life motto some days. That's all of, that's all of our life motto because we all have these ideas, but not everybody has the talent to pull it off. If so, we'd all be billionaires. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've, I've also lived that lyric and felt that to the core of my being many times too. Um, but yeah, my island. They dig right. it. I'm not taking. I'm not taking it to the island though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So, are we saying only the first album can go to the island, or like the top five? Oh, we could do top five. Okay, top five go to the island with us. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number twelve, um, Vanity. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, about right. I. So when I first reviewed this, I was very mad about it. I, I'll be yeah. honest. Like it just was not hitting me. Yeah. But when I listened to it during my re-listen in preparing for this, it was hitting me different. Um, I think I can, I think, you know, not to skew album titles or anything, but Vanity is his most old sounding album. His most. Yeah. Uh, old man. Old man. Yeah. Old man album. Mm. Um, he's a sound. He, you can feel the years creeping into him and the way, what he sings about and how he plays the instruments. Like okay. we've talked about already, life in bed. It is. It's the. It's the. The sequel to this recliner. Yeah. Um, and sounds like if shoegaze was played on synthesizers. It sounds like he's one album away from making a Johnny Cash album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, though I have to give props also for the song "Yeah Right," which. Yeah. To the, what I what I have written down. It has a Charlie Martin co-writing credit. It does, yeah. Um, and I can feel that in there. I can definitely hear the Rocky Valentines in that song. Yeah, um, true. And then Like to Lose and Hey John are my other favorites from there. Yeah. Sunrise, too. Don't forget Sunrise. Oh, that's such a positive. Like, for all the, the melancholy, like, that song's like, um, it's, it's such an uplifting song. It's beautiful. It's a perfect summer morning driving song. <laughs> So I think Vanity is one of those albums. The older I get, the more I will appreciate it. <laughs> no, for real. I think you're right. Same here. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's not a bad number twelve. All right, my number eleven. You ready to move on? Yep. All hearts clear thus far. Yep. All right, uh, my number eleven. Dial M. Ooh. Okay. So that's good. Uh, Dial M is. I don't know how to dis. This is Jason's attempt to go full um, new wave. The Smiths. Yes. Um, what's the other band? Uh, new Order. New Order. Yeah, this is his Smiths New Order album. Um, it's you know lots of synthesizers, um, but it's still. It also has Stephen Dale kind of anchoring the whole album with his bass, which there's a better Stephen Dale album I'll hit later. And I believe Trey Manny is hitting the drums on this as well. Yes. So that lineup of Dale, Martin, and Manny have a very distinct sound, I feel like, because they play together on about five albums. Yeah. And the sound the three of them make together is distinct. Like that is a very distinct era of Starfire. Um, and Dial M isn't the height of that sound as far as I'm concerned, but it's a very good version of that sound. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, the the highlights there is obviously uh, the brightest head. 
Taxi, and of course, Love You Like a Little Bird, or like Love You Like a Little Bird. Taxi's so good. <laughs> and then, and then the uh, bonus track, Magic. Uh, basically, all the songs he writes about his dad end up being really good for some reason. I don't know why. Um, That's false. The one on Vanity. <laughs> hey John, I love Hey John. Yeah. Mm. I don't hate it, but it's like. Mm. There's other dad, better dad, um, Father Martin songs. John, Father John songs. Yeah, like that one's yeah, that one's better. That's really good. Um, so yeah, Dial M. Um, if I had any complaint about this album, which I don't, but if I did, I wish he would have leaned into like the the thriller mystery aspect of Dial M and like included some instrumentals or some Alfred Hitchcock references. But yeah, for whatever reason, he, huh? And in artwork, too, if they had something like some homage or something, like some birds, like some ravens or something in artwork or something. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, overall, though, it's a it's a very solid middle album, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, number 11 for me. Oh, you're done? I'm done. Okay, number 11 for me is Young In My Head. Again, I just like Vanity, I think, um... As I get older, more listens, this will probably... For, I'm not sure about Vandy, but for sure, Young in My Head will definitely move up. Um, uh, it's Wow, you know, because, you know, after it was, like, slow, I am a CEO, it was kind of like, oh, has Jason lost it? Like, oh, man, is he in the the REM last couple albums mode of his life? And then he Young in My Head, like, oh, no, he's back! You know, it's like it's like yeah, this is a his return album, and yeah, the title track of course is the is the showstopper here, and um, tons of other good songs. Crash, are you listening? Um, but yeah, it's a solid album. Actually, in the last um, since it's released, I probably listened to that in my top five Starfire albums the most. Although this one's way all the way up to eleven. Nice. All right. Um... So give me, I, I'll, I'll talk more about Young in My Head later. <laughs> um, I'm sure you will. I have some feelings on that one. Yeah. Good. Um, give me your, all right, we're in the top 10 now. Top 10, here we go. Top all 10, right. go for it. For me, dial in. See, we were close there. Number 10 is dial in for me. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, although it's very experimental and I like it a lot, I don't know, there's something that doesn't grab me as much as the albums that come before, um, um, ahead of it, it's not one that I usually like grab or gravitate towards to to listen to a lot. Although I, I do like it, you know. Um, and you're right, I love you like the little bird. It's such a heartbreaking song with another great Jason line. But it's my kids. The kids they want to pass their beat, but it's my kids they need to eat. <laughs> I, I almost mentioned that line. I love that line. <laughs> God, just like it's like it's just, it's, it's it's brilliant because it's like it's not like these lines start poetic. I feel like he's just writing his thoughts, like you know, not even trying to be poetic, but it turns out to be like a Hemingway. You know, like a Hemingway. Like some of Hemingway's best lines are just the characters are just thinking. It's not even trying to be poetic, you know. Um, and that's how it works, you know. It's it's relatable. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to say. I mean, of course, the um, Ghost of the People. I can't remember the box set, the, the outtakes of the future or the past, whichever one the outtakes is. The, there's a lot of good songs um, from from this recording of this album that are really good, that are better than this album, actually. I would I prefer The Ghost over this album, actually. I listen to that box set way more than this. So, anyway, what do you got, Sam? All right, my number 10. 
Um, the changing of the guard. Oh, God. The senses keep flowing. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are trying to... Oh, my. You're trying to go to Starfire Hell. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, the where the only music you can listen to is Dance House Children. <laughs> And each song is remixed with this, with lyrics for a specific holiday <laughs> that no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so I said it when we reviewed it, and I'll say it again. This is uh, Jason's Yacht Rock album. I'm, I stand by that statement. Um, a lot of these songs are just very tropical sounding fun is fun time machine uh, and a coconut tree there you go (laughs) like but they're fun like they're good like just balmy songs but at the heart of this album you know is obviously the death of his father yes Uh, this album more than any other album even more than i am a ceo which kind of surprises me this album is all about his dad dying and him trying to process that it makes it a anytime, very emotional album. <laughs> anytime anybody mentions I'm a CEO, like even tonight, I just remember that story for the cover art. <laughs> it just trips me out. <laughs> <I'll never forget. laughs> for those that didn't catch that, go listen to our um, review of I'm a CEO. Oh, no, 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 no. It was an interview. Who's the interview? That was, was that Clark. Dale? Ryan, Ryan Clark, Clark, Ryan Clark. Yes. yes. Our most recent interview. Go listen to Ryan Clark, guys. <laughs> the Ryan Clark interview, so you can get the story behind that album artwork. It's insane. <laughs> I would never guess it in a trillion billion years. Anyway, I'm sorry. You were you were talking. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the changing <laughs> of the guard. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I we get some revisited themes. Like I had a song for the ages, which mm-hmm. is you know, re or kind of a, a redo of some of his previous songs. Yeah. But. Um, uh, you know, songs like Trucker's Son, um, mm-hmm. Time Machine, Cry Me a River. <laughs> Those are all just very emotionally charged songs. And while the sound on this album is definitely weird and breezy and balmy, um, it's a it's a pretty heavy album. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, you know, I almost wish this was an island record because it, it would fit for the island theme. But <laughs> alas, it's not quite an island record. That's a, As you could probably guess, I will talk about this a lot more in depth later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you done your number 10 yet? Uh, yeah, we're at nine now. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. What's your number, What's your number 10? I'm dialing. Okay. Mm. All right. So um, my number nine. Oh, you guys are going to hate me. Get over yourselves. I'm going to die on this hill. You're going to say, uh, you, let me guess. If you say, you're going to say leave here a stranger, aren't you? <sighs> My number nine is Everybody Makes Mistakes. Oh, even worse. <laughs> Who let you out the cage this morning, Sam? <laughs> to come and break all your hearts with a baseball bat? <laughs> you woke up with break things by Limp Bizkit in your heart this morning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Spew your nonsense, Sam. We still love you anyway. <laughs> no, this is number nine, man. Like, this is a great album. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, this is Jason's second most experimental album. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some early new wave stuff, such as No New Kind of Story. Um, we get a good bit of shoegaze, you know, dethroned king. Um, some alternative rock would play the C chord or no more shows. And then of course, you know, you get the showstopper literally with, um, the, the, the party. Is that the name of the last track after party? The party. The party. Yeah. Yeah. With a wonderful, beautiful saxophone solo at the end. Oh God. Um, so oh, God. this is one of the albums actually when I was struggling to get into Starflyer, because I was like, I kept on going back to Silver and Gold, being like, why don't, why is this band not clicking in my head, right? Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, I only had like five Starflyer albums I could find at the library. My mm-hmm. discography was very s- small from them, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like six, and so you know, and so I kept on trying to start at the beginning. Gold and Silver were not clicking. Um, I listened to like My Island; it wasn't doing it for me. I popped in no um, no new or everybody makes mistakes and it mm-hmm. clicked and I was like okay I'm starting to get this band more I get it now um, so everybody makes mistakes you know it's it's not in my top five obviously but it's a very 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 good album um, and I would argue eh probably not I was gonna say maybe some of Wayne Everett's best drumming but eh, I'd say that's other albums. Yeah, uh, but regardless, um, I mean, his best drumming. Yeah, his best drumming is in a later album I'll talk about. Um, we're gonna call way. this. We're gonna, we're gonna call this episode. Sam makes all the mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will die on my list hill, guys. It's I, I'm a weird guy that comes at things differently. Fight me. Yeah, and you're and and, uh, and you're right. I mean, like I'm I I, I tend I don't know if it's on purpose or but it just happens. But I tend to like like the least favorite of like bands or artists. Like my favorite I have two purpose albums, one hot minute, which no one likes. But I genuinely love it. It's like their best album ever. And so I get you, you know. People things just hit people differently. Um number nine for me is talking voice versus um singing voice. Um it's short. The the, the meat. Um, I mean, Jason tends to write short albums, but this one's. I think it's barely thirty minutes, if I remember right. Um, but yeah, all the songs you 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 um um listed early, I agree with. But I I I think the showstopper softness goodness. I just love that song. It's just death is the middle. I mean, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> such a good line and yeah i mean just a just a at the time when talking voice um came out too i was in my first marriage very young and just out the army trying to figure out life and so money was tight you know and the, you know what's the point of living you can't make it living all these songs about how hard it is to you know just to do life and i was just like gosh it just hits me um and it still does to this day you know although i'm in a different place in life but yeah still my least favorite um album cover um art too yeah don't feel that at all it, um, it yeah. looks very um like microsoft paint that's what it reminds yeah. me of yeah it's like something you it's it's like when you buy a uh a, 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 like a picture frame like the picture that they have in it for you like the on the paper that you take out to actually put a picture in, and it's like something like that yeah i wish and i don't know if we talked to ryan clark about this or not i wish it would have if nothing else been like a real 
props and not computer generated. I feel like that would have yeah. added a lot to it. I agree. I agree. But yeah, solid animal, a solid, solid album. It's in the top 10. You know. All right, move over to number eight. All right, yeah. Um, give me your number eight. Number eight for me is silver. What was it for you again? Like 15 or some craziness? What was it again? 14. 14, okay. Jesus. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with everything you said. You you can, especially now that you, we have the whole overall of Jason Martin, we can see Silver was him learn how to write songs and, you know, and progress. But, you know, and although a lot, this is full on shoegaze, this whole album, it's like the, this, I mean, I think even on Gold, there was you know, some change up with the you're, you're mean and stuff. It wasn't all shoegaze, you know, but I think this is like the only Starfire album that's straight up one type of one style of music. Um, but it's a great. I would it's, argue it's, there is yeah. um, She Only Knows, his kind of emo song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, true, true. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, no Starfire album. It's just, just the one trick pony. Although most of these songs do start sounding the same after a while, but they're not. The Dungeon, of course, it's a great. Oh, gosh. That's the turn it up to 11 and just rock out. Like, just audio goodness. But most of these songs, you know, like Slit. That Slit was my favorite song of all time for like a long time. <laughs> like, no, no, not Slit. Hazelwood. Hazelwood. But Slit's really good too. Um, and of course, Blue Collar Love, Monterey. I mean, just banger after banger. Um, happy days are here again, even though it's short. There's like no, there's all killer, no filler. Yeah. What's your number eight, Sam? We all, all, right, hold, as a, all hold our breath. We all hold our breath. Wait, you haven't said slow yet, have you? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wait, what's your number eight? I am the Portuguese Blue. What? Um, eight. So here's the thing about I and the Portuguese Blue. It was not this high before my re-listen. Mm. However, um, what I noticed when I was listening to all the EPs, there are two kind of, uh, there's one live album around the Portuguese Blues there and one EP. Mm. And both of those smacked me in the face during that re-listen. And I was like, oh, these are good. I went and listened to the whole entire album. And I'm like, this is an amazing garage rock album. It is. Like, put this next to the White Stripes, the Strokes, the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. This this rocks. This is better than all those bands you just listed, too. <laughs> I mean, some of the White Stripes' best stuff may go over it a little bit, but it's not the point. Just this mm-hmm. album, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but I and the Portuguese Blues stands so well along that genre. Like, this album is a moment in time. It's one of the only times I can think of where Jason was, like, blatantly in the musical moment of what was happening in pop culture. Yeah. This was during the Garage Rock Revival. It's a Garage Rock Revival album. But it's such a good one. Even at only, like, 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Um. There's something you said when we was reviewing it. You said this album, because it's so short, I can easily just pop it on and listen to it front to back without even thinking about it. Yeah. And I, I got that. The last time I listened to it, I was like, okay, I can see just popping this album on and just like letting it play and just going with it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Wake Up Early, Teens in Love, Sound on Sound. That, that's the standout <laughs> track there. It's an instrumental, yeah. but it's so yeah. good. It is. <laughs> Just let it fly, Jason. Just let it fly. <laughs> it's like 
there it makes me sad that there weren't more instrumentals on Starfire albums. All the instrumentals were on like the compilation discs or on the EPs. Like that's, we needed more instrumentals within the mainline albums. I, that's been my one gripe throughout Starfire history, and I think that's why I like the um, instrumentals on I Am a CEO. You know, because finally I was like, oh wow, we got a bunch of instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I am the Portuguese blue. Um, it's mm. a it's a blues. It's a yeah. pretty great album. Um, it kind of, in retrospect, I remember when I was reading about it before. Everyone always compared it to the first three shoegaze albums. It, it's not. It's it's so different it, from those because albums. people are because people are lazy. People are lazy because it has that monochromatic cover. Almost they just nobody's compared to the other ones. No, musically, they're nothing like it. It's just like when people say, oh, you know, Prince sounds like Jimmy Hendrix on guitar. I'm like, well, because he's black. He sounds more like freaking Santana. People are just make these lazy comparisons all the time. It drives me crazy. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about number seven. Um, do I go first or you this time? Yeah, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay. I don't know. Uh, my number seven. Slow. Finally, we got it out the way. I was getting nervous. I'm still <laughs> upset. <laughs> Alright, this album, I did not expect to like it as much as I liked it. And I'll be honest, there may be other albums I listen to first. I may listen to I Am The Portuguese Blues or Everybody Makes The Mistakes first, or even Silver. But they don't give me the same experience that Slow gives me. Yeah. Slow is all about nostalgia. And mm-hmm. nostalgia good and positive and negative. Like, you know, here's how nostalgia helps us with our lives. Here's how nostalgia damages our lives. Um, but there's also, you know, like um in the song Slow, where he talks about I wish I could slow down my life and just appreciate every moment more. And if that is not like so that connects with me on such a profound level i cannot even explain like ever since i've been probably 25 i have felt like my life is getting faster and faster and faster and you know i just i'm i'm always scared to death of me of just missing everything because i'm going too fast and i think because of where i am in life um slow connects to me just so profoundly and just it's an album that almost makes me want to cry. <laughs> it does. I, it, I mean, even the way it starts, it's the only Starfire album that starts off with the slow, well, I guess Vanity, if you're on a Sunder, yeah. But it starts off slow. I mean, I mean, uh, with the, I mean, like tempo-wise. And it does have a very sad feel. I mean, even though I, I'm a CEO, it's about his dad's and changing the guard. This is, yeah, this is, to me, it feels like the saddest Starfire album. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just maybe if I made this list, you know, at the end, at you know, next year, it would be different. But for the moment being in my life, where I am in life, um, slow is, you know, it's where I want to be. It just connects to me so profoundly. Slow better than Americana and silver. Wow. What a world we live in. All right, give me your number seven. Number seven, gold for me. Um, really? I'm kind of surprised. 
I know, I know, I know. There's better ones. And I know, like, a lot of the fan base, this is probably everybody's number one. It's like one or two, it seems like they love it. Um, it's it's good, sad, emo, emo break, breakup songs, you know. It done well, and it's very. I mean, we. I don't think anybody talks about how experimental this album is. So yes, it's shoegaze, but but there's a lot of stuff going on in there too. It's not just shoegaze going on. Um, when you feel miserable, man. Oh gosh, this is such. I mean, just, <laughs> it just tells you what the song's about, you know. Like the uh, and when we reviewed this, I talked about how it personally connected to me during our well, turbulent time in my life. So I'm not going to go into that again, but. Yeah, I think that alone is what keeps it um, at seven. I think if if if, if I had came to Starfire on like like you did later, I'm not sure if this album would have been this high. It might have been like thirteen, twelve, or something like that for me. So, um, which if you would have said gold that low, I would have. Uh, like, I get it. Um, but yeah, when you feel miserable, it's just uh, take a walk down the highway, <laughs> down my way. Yeah. What's your number seven, Sam? All right. Um, I said slow already. Oh, you did. That's right. That's right. You did. Six. Number six. Give me your number six, Aaron. Oh, we're getting close to Allen. The Allen list. Um, number six, old. Just barely. Almost made it. Almost made it. And under the sheer weight of underneath alone. <laughs> you know, we talked about when we're doing the EPs of time, and I, as I mentioned, how like, sometimes one song could be good enough to make up for like eight other good songs that's underneath it's probably my top three favorite starfire um songs of all time i mean of course the rest of the albums you know um lights on new life new life i mean all those are bangers a kissing song uh old of course too you know it's just i mean it's a solid al- album but if underneath wasn't up up there in some other song anything even your company or whatever it would have probably been way lower on the list, but yeah. Old for me, baby. All right. My number six, my island. Wow. Fight me on it. Wow. No, I mean, I, I get it. A lot of people it. dislike this album, but when I yeah. listened to it, I was friggin' blown away. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I hate it. I hate it. For, I, I think I. Before we reviewed it, like after me listening to it a bunch of times, like it was my least favorite Starfire album. And then until I was like, man, these are great songs. <laughs> yeah. I don't Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the best Stephen Dale album by, by a mile. Okay. Uh, he shines so much on this album with tracks like The Front Man, Pearl of Great Price, Ideas for the Talented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, The Showstopper. The, I win, right? <laughs> Um, we were talking about this before we uh, started recording. I win is the song you you give to your friends to get them to like Starflyer in the first place. Yeah. Um, it is such a good pop song. Like, just, it's so good. But, um, I don't know. Just, My Island connected to me in a way I did not expect. I think it may also be, it has that very specific brand of alternative rock I like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Um, the the first of the trio of Martin, Dale, and Manny. And I think this is their best as that, that core trio. This is the album the killers wish they could make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can see that for sure. Um, so, yeah, this is just such a good album. Um, it's a shame it didn't catch on like with um, 
what's a, what's a band thinking of? I'm not Death Cab for Cutie. There's another indie rock band that was huge. Dashboard, in the- Dash, Dashboard Confessional? Eh, not no. they, not that crowd. They're, Pony a, Express? Pony Express? No. <laughs> no one knows who they are. I'm, 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 I'm at Postal Service. I'm sorry, Postal Service, not Pony Express. <laughs> I can't think of their name now. Okay. Um, It'll come to you later. One of the huge indie rock bands that this album should have caught that crowd, and it didn't for whatever reason. And it makes me sad. Arcade Fire? Arcade Fire. That's what I was thinking okay. of. This should have caught the Arcade the... Fire band gr- crowd. Yeah, it's funny you say that because last year I got to see them um, at a festival, Arcade Fire, and I had no opinion of them. And and I remember listening to this. I was like, this sounds like my island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so, music? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, and uh, of course, the line you mentioned earlier, you know, all my ideas. Outweigh all the talent I own. That is such a profound line. I'd like write it down on my list of quotes. In <laughs> the outro, my idea is that music at the end and that that the, the refrain. God, what? It's probably, you know, it's probably his best closing song now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, probably the best closing song that I'll start for. No, the party and doing that, that saxophone outro. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Second best one. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so. You'll notice no, no, going into my going into sadly this did not make my island sadly. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you'll notice for me, for a lot yeah. of Starfire fans, and I'm talking about like the Starfire fans we interact with on Facebook mainly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them, it's basically everything up to like everybody makes mistakes and under. That's yeah. always their favorite albums. That's their top five. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And me going into the my top five island records, I I pulled something from every section of his discography. I think. Oh. Um, okay. Just because that's I, I think coming in, you know, so late into this um, into this fandom, it just it gave me a different perspective where there I can pull stuff from every part of his discography that connects to me in different ways. Yeah. As opposed to just, I think for a lot of people, they connect to those early albums because they were young when they were made. So it connects mm-hmm. to that, you know, that core part of your brain where you're making neural pathways. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that experience, so I pull a little bit differently. But if you notice, I started with, you know, a 97 Starfire, so pretty new. And Silver and Gold, are, Adam, they didn't make the island for me. Yeah, I mean, true, mm-hmm. true. You know, mm-hmm. no, no stones <laughs> turned. Yeah, but I'm a different breed. All right, number five. Who's first on your island, Sam? All right. The first one on my island is the Fashion Focus. Number five. All right. Cool, cool, cool. That's a good place. Okay, Sam. Yeah, All right, okay. so the, the Fashion Focus, um, it's the closest we ever get to a pop album. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, if you listen to this album directly after Americana, it is such a transition album. There are There's so much shoegaze dna left over in that album that it's like almost shoegaze pop if that's a thing <laughs> it is i'm sure um i think this is wayne everett's best drumming um the fashion focus particularly the intro i drive a lot like that drum fill at the intro i will think about just that drum fill sometimes and i will wake up in the in the morning and he- have just that drum fill going through my head <laughs> Now I have it in my head. Now I have it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then you get 
some of the poppiest songs from Jason, such as Fell in Love at 22 and A Holiday Song. A Holiday Song is such a friggin' bop. Um, like, once again, I think of that drum fill. Just... Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of the well, okay, okay, but also in the fashion, the song, the fashion focus too. There's the, 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 the there's still a lot of just like catchy drum fills on that album. You're right. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where Wayne Everett just went nuts. I love. Yeah, it. yeah, it's great. It's and, odd. <laughs> well, how you know it's when Wayne does a drum fill. Um, I also, you know, the fashion focus is my personal favorite song from this album. Okay. Um, I still stand by the fact that this is made for a weird sci-fi sitcom mm-hmm. <laughs> in the '90s that didn't never got made. Um, the fashion focus is the alternate opening song for Twin Peaks. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. Oh, it's underrated. We, we we don't talk about that song on like the fans. Like it's a very underrated song. It's a really beautiful song. It is one of my favorites, sincerely. And then of course you have the one two punch, uh, too much fun, days of Limic. Oh god. I so forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll mm. get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, the fashion focus. That's the first album I'm taking to the island with me. What do you got? Mm. All right, I'll talk about the fashion focus later because first we're going to talk about number five, the changing of the guard. Now this okay, is the okay. one. See, yeah, this is the one I, I talked about this briefly when we reviewed it, but this is the album that broke me. This came out. I said, "Jason's done. This is trash. He's lost it." And then I kind of went away from Starfire and didn't get back into it until like young in my head. I just did not. This did not resonate with me. But then my dad, like Jason's died, died. And then, you know, I came back and I listened to it. And then just listening to, like, yeah, it, it just grew on me a lot. And, you know, it, it made it to the top ten. And then over the year, like the last year or two, it's made it to the top five solidified. Like, I don't see it. It might go higher, but it's definitely not going to go out of five, um, lower than five. And like you said, like, the 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 just the, the, the breeziness, the ease of the music, it does remind you of an island or some Western, you know, like the song Shane. But then the lyrics are so heavy and dark, deep and dark, you know, and that's why we love Joy Electric, poppy music, depressing lyrics, you know. And so it's the perfect marriage here. I mean, I, you mentioned, you know, Fun is Fun, all of them, you know, all the songs earlier, so I won't do that. But the highlight here is Coconut Trees. And this is between, like, um, this recliner and coconut trees that go back and forth and then underneath those are like my favorite anything jason's done um and then all the traps is number four bomb Viola song um but yeah this is a solid album and i just like it's just so crazy like how it went from hating this album to like i need to take it to the island with me <laughs> worst things happen but it's, it's a solid album all right so yep. give me your number four album that you're taking to the island with you the fashion focus um, for all the reasons okay, you said. Okay. <laughs> um, the drum fills um, and like uh, by Wayne and then his best drum, um, um, all done wrong. And I drive, uh, I drive a lot. Like I mentioned on one episode how they're like hypnotic songs. Like sometimes when they come on, like that that intro to I drive a lot, it just in my head just takes me to this place. I'm listening, but I'm not. I'm just. It's like I'm in a trance. It is just transcendent. Um, 
Day, and then, you know, too much fun in the days of Lamech. Perfect segue to close. I mean, he's just scorching the earth, burnt earth policy guitars and too much fun. And then he, that slow, like almost a lullaby, lullaby song at the end. Oh my gosh, the fashion focus. I mean, there's there's literally not one bad second on this album. Like from start to finish, there's not one missed note. No, no, everything needs to be where it needs to be. It's like, a, it is literally a perfect album. You couldn't do anything to improve it. You couldn't do anything to make it better. It was just Everything was great. The bass was great. The tone of Jason's voice. I mean, I could talk forever, so I'm just going to stop. But too much fun is the highlight on this album for me. <sighs> you might even say everything in its right place. <laughs> everything was in its right place on this album. <laughs> All, All right. right. How about My number four. And I don't know if I expected this because I did not. The first time we reviewed this, I did not give it strong marks. But that was a long time ago. Number four is gold. Mm. You have gold higher than me. Interesting. Yeah, it um, <laughs> it grew on me, man. Like I do remember, I do remember that you did not like gold, and I was very shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> it is an album that grew on me. Like, okay, so this album is not technically perfect. Um, mm-hmm. It has a lot of flaws, a lot of rough edges, and those flaws and rough edges are what make this album. Yes, this agreed. is an album of hu- messy human emotions, and the music matches that so perfectly. Um, yeah. Like Housewife Love Song, or Housewife mm-hmm. Song, rather, it is just Blue Collar Love Part Two. That's fine. but messier, but messier, <laughs> but messier, right? <laughs> But then you get, um, you know, dual overhead cams, which is like his weird spy song. Oh, and what then, you call that? <laughs> um, and then Hermine, which is his first beach rock song. Yes. Um, and then you get the Mess Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Mess Trilogy is so freaking so good. So good. It is. And then, and then, of course, you know, Messed Up Over You is in, in that trilogy. Um but you know, stop wasting your whole life, and then went messed up over messed you, up and then when you feel the mess, and then when you feel the mess, oh, that's such a good stretch of songs. Um, and just those three songs, especially messed up over you, where he just gets into like wailing on the guitar, and it's barely even a solo. He's just like grinding those strings for two minutes straight, <laughs> and I it's love cute. it so much. Um. This is the sound of your heart breaking. <laughs> Messed up over you is the sound of your heart breaking over a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like, I what's just, what's Shavanita? Come on, that's a great closer, too. Guys, he well, has a lot of I, great I was getting there. I was getting okay, there. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Sister impatient. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. After all, you know, this messy human emotions in song format that are just there. Even Indiana has grown on me. Like I don't I, hate it. I'm just saying I don't hate it. It's just too much on that album. If it was on any other album, it'll be fine. I like the song. I'm not saying it's terrible. <laughs> um, and then you, you close with one shot Juanita, which is this soft. You can almost you almost have to turn up your volume to hear it. Yes, <laughs> soft lullaby, and they just it it ends with I love you Juanita, and just like yeah. it's so beautiful. Like I don't even know who Juanita is, and I'm just it makes think- me tear up. But I'm just like I love this. You know who Juanita is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is um, this is an album that I can't wait to own on vinyl someday. I know that's a stretch goal. I know it. The vinyl was like five hundred dollars an album, but someday <laughs> the, I want to own this on vinyl. They'll do a battery press, I'm sure. <laughs> I, someday I want to yeah. own this on vinyl, so I can just like s- sit down in my living room and just like sit on my couch and just absorb it. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I can do that technically, but it's different, you know. What I mean? It is. I <sighs> so yeah, Gold is my number four. And I agree with you. The 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 other albums that even Change of the Guard are more polished than Gold. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad if you if you took a polished production like he um with gold i don't think it would have been as good i like the mess in this as well all right <clears throat> moving on to number three. Oh, we are on the top three in the top three but whoa now this is the part where it's like choose your favorite kid man this is where it got super tough. <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah the, the top two for me were easy i've had my top two picks for forever um Number three was a bit rough, but I was surprised where I landed. And you can kind of do the, you know, yeah. check them off here. Um, old. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Dude, It. I did not expect to like this album as much as I did. I, I keep saying that about so many of these dang albums. Um, I think this one, uh, Aaron Sprinkle's production does so yes. much heavy lifting. Well, okay, it's a... Aaron Sprinkle and Richard Swift do most of the heavy lifting out al- this album. Mm-hmm. And they both kill it so much. Um, and so this album also is the perfect turning 30 and having a quarter life crisis album. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like, this album is the first time you actually have to go to a hospital as an adult. And, like, you're sitting in the hospital and you're like, oh, crap, I'm old now. <laughs> um, that is the perfect description for this album. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's also such an emo album, though, and I think that's, you know, um, a lot of Aaron Sprinkle's influence. But Underneath is so good, Passengers. And then my personal favorite and it's a toss-up. I love old. Mm-hmm. Old is so good. Um, mm-hmm. I still think it sounds like Creep by Radiohead. That's what it's every time I hear it. That's what I hear. Um, but then also first heart attack. That's a good one. That's a great closer. When I get when I get my first heart attack and I forget how to breathe. Uh, and then that ending where it, it merges into a heartbeat and you hear the doctors talking. Yeah, beautiful. Whew. That hits That's hard. It does it so beautiful. It was a great God, whose idea that was genius. <laughs> we have to go back. I have to go back and listen to the Aaron Sprinkle interview. He might talk about it, but he might have. But we're getting old. So we can't really <laughs> <laughs> So I don't this album may fall lower in the future, but for now I'm taking it to the island with me, old man. Okay. What's your well, number three? Before- before I go in, uh, I meant to say something too. On Fashion Focus, with I drive a lot, every time, it, it, this is how <laughs> I know I'm old because when that song first came out, I was like 1920, something like that. And so I would stay in the line. When I'm older, to, I think a friend's of mine now 35. When I hit 35, I was like, now 45. Now I'm 45. And like the other day, I was just doing I'm like, 55. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I'm getting up there. <laughs> 
So I measure my 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 age by I drive a lot. Anyway. <laughs> okay, number three. So these the, the top three was really hard for me, so I cheated. I have two number twos. So number two A, I guess we could say two A is everybody makes mistakes. Um okay. it's yeah, I remember. So it's when technically I, number three. <laughs> it's tied for second, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like two it's like 2.99. <laughs> yeah. It's like this this one and next one are so close. And for, and for, okay. So, um, everybody makes mistakes. I was in an army, Oklahoma, when this came out. Um, and I just, you know, alone in my room a lot, listening to and a lot of listening to music. And so this was the new Starfire. So I listened to this a lot. And all the songs you mentioned, you know, going and also going places. This is another um, um, perfect album. Um, it's just amazing how versatile of a drummer Wayne Everett is because the drumming on this, it's not so much fills and stuff. He's doing other percussive things to add to it. Like, I can't remember what he called that thing. That, that it sounds like a, rat, a, a rattlesnake yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you bring it up almost every time. I think it's a and, vibraphone. Uh, vibraphone, yeah. And then the different, like, it's just the different um, techniques he uses on the drums themselves and everything. And the only thing, the only gripe I have with this album, the only gripe is that freaking saxophone solo needs to be longer <laughs> like by like four minutes that's the only problem i have with this album um you know no what, new yeah oh sorry to interrupt but the only problem i have with that solo is that i have to mm -hmm. wait two minutes to hear it i wish it started as soon as part the party was over <laughs> well you have to wait but when i used to work on i used to um do um, record legal depositions for a living and um, we had a cd editing machine so i bought and cut my um, um, copy of that CD and I edited it. I made a copy where it <laughs> that. <laughs> so when it ends, it goes straight to the party. <laughs> it's great. And I hate that on the streaming, you have to fast forward it too. It's like, come on. Like, that's drives me crazy. But yeah, they could have took that time. That could have been a 15 minute um, saxophone song. But yeah, that's the only um, complaint. I mean, the music's all over the place. You get a spaghetti western, like going places, sounding song. Then you have whatever no new kind of stories you, i think you say new wave pop or something like that um and that's another one of those hypnotic songs like when that, when that beginning starts and then kind of i just go into that my a trance and oh gosh it's so good um yeah i mean yeah i could go on forever but go ahead sam what's your number three or two two give me your two a two. okay so two 2.0 is leave here a stranger okay. uh it's the best. I don't. I'm not. Sure, I, I don't, I'm not sure how serious Jason was with trying to make a concept album, but this is the first and only so far as the Starfire concept album. And I, when I say concept, I don't mean something like the Wall, where the story, or you know, Quadrophena, where like the story is the same. But musically, this tells a story. The end is not great, but um, the story is really good. You know, and it's about you know, again, old man or aging person getting old. Hanging out with friends, going through life, seeing life pass by them, looking to God for the answers and give up the war, um, and ultimately settling down and realizing that you know, you know, all you need is love and you know, your your company. So it's a really good a musical story. Um, it was so hard to choose between this and everybody makes mistakes because these these two albums are I mean it's all art, but these two albums are Jason Martin's art. 
like these are his Mona Lisa's, you know, whatever his masterpieces. Although it's not my favorite, and we'll get to that in a second. But artistically, show me. There's very few albums artistically that are better than these two albums. And the highlight for me is I like your photographs. Obviously, I mean that's not debatable. But um, like the sounds in this album. I mean, of course, the Beach Boys reference. Everybody we talked about that. But you know, um, just, you know. Um, just the hand claps in some of the songs, just the way it's recorded, and you know, and I'm glad we got to listen to Terry Taylor. He told us the different techniques they use, like how they did the intro to um, um, all my friends who play guitar. Why it sounds the way it does. If you haven't listened to Terry Taylor interview, please do stop this now and go listen to that. But just and having, and I'm so grateful for this podcast. Everybody's come up here because though it's given me more insight to these songs. It's like when I hear that whole album, knowing those stories and how they got these sounds and stuff, it's just like just makes it so alive and like every time i hear the both these albums it sounds new because tell me what if if you just took the the date that this album was released released them at any time 10 years ago 15 years ago 50 years in the future would you know when these albums were recorded maybe i am the portuguese blue and like so no no i mean, I, no, no, I mean everybody makes mistakes and leave for a stranger those two oh, albums. probably not i'd be like uh, i don't know <laughs> I know, because, like you said, yeah, like, I am the Portuguese blues, you know, that was the garage rock era, so you listen, what, and this came out in 1999, everybody makes mistakes, I can't think of an album I listened to in 1999 that sounds remotely like everybody makes mistakes. I mean, (laughs) in all fairness, it does have a lot of 90s uh, influence, but I know what you're saying, it is very timeless. But even now, even now, like, there's a lot of um, 90s influence on music. I mean, listen to any R&B group or person, The Weeknd, total 90s influence. I mean, yeah, I mean, influences are always going to be there. Hell, there's still Mozart influences in music these days, but you wouldn't be able to nail this down. Like, it's not like, you know, like like everybody's doing, um, oh, gosh, what's, I don't even know what's popular anymore. I'm so old. <laughs> but anyway, that's enough. No new kind. Um, I like your photographs. Give up the war. I'm giving it to you, Sam. Your turn. All right. My number two, Young in My Head. I, I thought that was going to be your one. <laughs> but I, when we started this, like I thought that was going to be your number one. It's one of the newer albums. And mm-hmm. man, it hits me hard every time I listen to it. I remember when we reviewed it. That's like you really was like, I was like, wow, yeah, he really loves this album, which it's great. It's great. I mean, what's not to love? Go ahead. <laughs> like this is Jason's comeback album, but beyond that, yeah. it's just mm, it is so dang good. The first half of the album is worth the price of admission alone. Those first five songs that are about nostalgia, but in a different way than slow. Slow is about you know, examining nostalgia from kind of a trying to be critical of it. Whereas Young in My Head, the first five songs are very much about just like, I'm just looking back in my life and talking about it. That's all I'm doing. I'm just looking back and talking about it. Um, And uh, Hey, Are You Listening? and Young in My Head are both such good songs. And then (laughs) Not That I Want To. It's not that I want to. It's just that I try. (laughs) Like, they... Oh, man. Like, okay, here's what you have to understand about me. I don't cry. It's not because I'm a big manly man. Like, I am the total opposite of that. I just... I don't know. For whatever reason, I just do not cry a lot. 
And I, this is like the third Starfire album. I'm like, it makes me want to tear up. Yeah. Um, and that's just makes you want to cry, cry, <laughs> cry, cry. cry. <laughs> yes. Um, I think also when I listened to this album made a big difference. Um, I listened to this when I was 29. So I was right on the cusp of turning 30. Um, I was at looking in retrospect, I was at a very turbulent point in my life. A lot of things were changing very quickly for me. Um, I was, you know, getting ready to change where I lived, change, you know, what church I went to. I was getting ready to, um, I didn't know it, but in a couple of years I was going to, you know, change my job. So like that, this album kind of represents me living in that turbulent point in my life and looking back on my past and being like, I, I miss my past. I miss my innocence, but I'm ready to move forward. Um, and then also, I think that's where the second half of the album comes in. Cause the second half of the album is a pure rock album. It's just a, a kind of rock opera in five parts. And it's all about conflict with other people or even conflict with yourself, you know, take your pick um, it can be seen either way. And, you know, especially songs like Crash. Everyone can crash. Mm-hmm. Just, uh. And so these songs spoke to me that that moment in my life so hard. And, you know, even today, five years later, they still speak to me so strongly. Kim is five years old already? Gosh. Uh, yeah. You, you so, mentioned Crash. And you mentioned Crash before we move on to what, you know, you know, the crowd achievement. But um, Crash for me, like, I mean, all, I mean, I love all the songs, too. Um, but for me, that line, you know, everybody can crash. It helps me, like, when I interact with people, um, family, friends, whoever, strangers, I give them the grace because we're all doing the best that we can. And we're all capable of crashing. And that person might be crashing that day. And, and tomorrow I might crash. And so when I listen to that song, it reminds me, hey, Aaron, give grace. And so that song, although it's not my favorite in the album, that stands out because that line, the, that song goes through my head a lot because of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, right. So yeah, that's that's a friggin' emotional album for me. Um, yeah. I love it. It's... Mm. All right. Well, all right. Let's, let's go to number we one go. here. Uh, but before we do that, we got to recap. We got to recap. All right. Start, me... start... Okay, you let's go ahead. Number 16. What's your number 16? 16 was I Am A CEO. I Am A CEO. I think this is the only thing we agreed on the whole entire list, Aaron. Like 15 was Slow. 14 was Vanity. 13 was I Am The Portuguese Blues. 12, My Island. 11, Young In My Head. 10, Dylan. 9, Talking Voice versus Singing Voice. 8, Silver. 7, Gold. 6, Old. <laughs> silver, Gold, Old. Okay. 5, changing of the, the Changing of the Guard. 4, The Fashion Focus. To A, everybody makes mistakes. To B, leave here a stranger. You know, it's funny. I pick gold right below old, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Gold. We, 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 we almost nailed Dial M, too, I think. Uh, and Fashion Focus was almost the same. Yeah, so, okay. My number 15 was Americana. 14 16. was Silver. 16 was I Am a CEO. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the one we got the same. That's right. Okay. 15 was Americana, 14 was Silver. <laughs> gotta gotta kill them sacred cows sometimes, Aaron. Yes, yeah. Uh, 13, Talking Voice versus Singing Voice. 12, Vanity. 11, Dial M. 10, The Changing of Guard. Uh, 
of the guard. Uh, nine, everybody makes mistakes. Eight, I am the Portuguese blue. Seven, slow. Six, my island. Five, the fashion focus. Four, gold. Three, old. Two, young in my head. So you guys can do the math and figure it out. But let's talk about our, our number ones. Um, Go ahead. Aaron, all good things must come to an end. And mm-hmm. sometimes the last is the most perfect ending ever. Mm-hmm. Like the end of this album is the best song to end an album oh, yeah. in history. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. be mad with this choice, though. I'm fine with the choice, though. <laughs> All right, number one, obviously, Leave Here a Stranger. Um, mm-hmm. And guys, you don't understand. Every time I listen to this album, I'll take a screenshot of your company and send it to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think I, I probably com- do that two or three times a year, don't I? <laughs> Your company is why this is number two B and not number one. <laughs> oh, um, I love your company as an ending, and we've we've debated this and argued this. I'm not going to get into that. We're we're being yeah. happy here. We're crying yeah. and being happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the the guitar intro of um, leave here. Why my why is my all, brain all, all my friends who play guitar. The guitar intro of All My Friends Play Guitar is worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. So it's warm. It's so warm. It's such a warm, so... Uh, just eases so you in. It's like a warm bath, and then the drum slow. Oh, it's just such a perfect build, yes. Got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, Johnny Escobar, um, his drumming is amazing on this album. He mm. gives almost a punk energy to some of these songs. Yeah. Um, and then... I. Terry Taylor's production is just oh, next level. It is so good. Um, like I get why people compare this to the to the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. I get mm-hmm. it. This album is better than Pet Sounds. Oh, people! <laughs> you know, if, if the wrong crowd heard that, I'd be you know Ooh. my house burned down. But <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't even know if I agree with that. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not saying if I agree or disagree. I, I have to think about that. Which one's better? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I mean, you're not wrong. It's up there. Pet Sounds is a great album. Pet Sounds is a perfect album. I like this album better. <laughs> um, yeah, just every time I listen to this album, the the songs blend together technically, but in the best way. Not in a yeah. I forget what these songs sound like kind of way. Just in a every song makes me smile. Um, I talked about how young in my head and old and slow all kind of made me want to cry. This yeah. song, this album, even though it's still depressing Jason Martin, that's what it is. <laughs> um, it's such an uplifting album for me. It's an album that I turn on and it makes me smile. It makes me happy. Um, especially like things like this help me and this I don't need. Those songs are just such upbeat, happy jams. And then, of course, your company. I don't care how much you hate it, Aaron. It is I don't hate such it. I don't a hate good it. song. I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's a good closer. So it's it a- is a perfect closer. Especially, and I will, I have said this before and I'll say it again. We all know this album is dedicated um, to Gene Eugene, right? It's, yes. mm-hmm. it's basically about Gene Eugene dying. Um, yep. And... You have all these depressing songs looking back on your life saying, you know, we used to do all these things together, man. We played together. We toured together. We did this and we did that together. 
And then you have your company, which can be taken as just a love song. But I look at it as I miss your company because you're not with me anymore. Yeah. You know, one of my best friends in the world. You're gone now and I miss your company. And that's why it's such a perfect closer for me. Okay. My only problem with that, I mean, the reason I don't like um, your, your, your company is just for which I'm on this album. If it was on the other album, amazing. But because of what you just said, it's this tribute album to um, Gene Eugene. He just passed. Let's just have this pressing record about how I miss him. And then he had something happy at the end. It's like, it would have been great. Just, just sometimes you just need to sit in your emotions. And sometimes, you know, you need those um, depressing albums. Like the Hospice by the Antlers, which, well, that's too depressing. Forget I said that. No one ever listened to that album. It's the most depressing album ever. <laughs> but um, now sitting here, I think you're right. I think this might be better than Pet Sounds because Pet Sounds doesn't have the experimentation or the production that this album does. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the cool things that this album did that Pet Sounds couldn't do, Pet Sounds had money, right? It had 1960s uh-huh. money, but it had money. Beach yeah. Boys were already a multi-million dollar act by that point. Yeah. Um, Brian Wilson could get whoever he wanted in the in the studio to record. Yeah. You know, he recorded 50,000 takes of each track. That's true because I was about to say, yeah, I have the box set. You're not exaggerating on that number. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Jason walked into the studio with 50 bucks and some duct tape. Um, and some guys, and some dudes, and some dudes. Yeah, and like the lo-fi aesthetic, I think, was not appreciated in the, in 2001, the no. way it is now. Lo-fi is such a vibe in the 2010s and moving into the 2020s. Yeah. I think if this album was released today, people would be like, oh, they're going for like an old school lo-fi approach. I love it. Only he didn't do that on purpose. He did it because that's what he had. And it works. And, and it was 23 years ago, not today. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the only the only gripe I could ever have about this album is that there hasn't been like a super duper deluxe edition with all the outtakes yeah. and B-sides and what and, you know, stereo mix on it. And, and it might be because... If you want a vinyl copy of this too, it's going to be like two thousand dollars, Sam. Just so you know. So. <laughs> and the reason why is probably just because all that doesn't exist. They probably walked in there and did all this in one take because that's all they had money for. Uh, probably. But oh, it's so good. Yeah. Which, if they did that, could you imagine if this was done in one like these songs were done in one take? That would that would even more. I was like, yes, this is better than <laughs> Pet Sounds by ten times. You know, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Huh. Such a good album. Also, my favorite album artwork. I, I don't know why. Mm. This album artwork makes me happy. That's all. <laughs> I know it's just a screenshot from a Mars movie from the two. I don't care. It's, it Star Wars. No, no Star Wars. We t- we had somebody on. It's a Star Wars um, film in Star they, Wars. I thought they said it was uh, The Red Planet or something. Oh, was it? Okay, I thought it was I Star Wars. Said, I don't know. Some, some Star Wars. So- Something in space, a space movie. Don't take this away from me. It's the one connection me and my son have to anything musically. I was like, hey, he said, oh, you listen to the Star Wars album. That's what he calls them. Like, yeah. So don't take this away from me. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it away. <laughs> All right. But it is, right. I mean, besides LeVancore, you're right. LeVancore, then um, Leave Here Strangers are the best album covers. Sorry, Fireworks. All right. So my number one, if you're paying attention and doing process of elimination, you would see that it's the 1997's release, Americana, the last of the monochromatic um, 
album covers. Um, and like I said, you know, everybody mistake, everybody makes mistakes and leave here stranger timeless classics. Like, like you just said too, you know, like the lo-fi element to leave here stranger had, had it been released today, people would, would, would believe it was just like released this week. You know, obviously Americana doesn't have that same timelessness, um, quality to it. I guess it does, can, but not as much as those two, but, um, this one went up for the longest time. It was between um, everybody makes mistakes and the fair stranger. Depending on the day, my mood, those two would go back and forth. That's why all my life, you know, that's why I could never choose between the two because they just go back and forth. But Americana's the first one. And that, like you said, the, the, like you were talking about the neural pathways earlier, Sam, if it wasn't for Americana, would I be a Starfire fan? You know, like that's what that first, the first note on um, the heart, when it, what's the heart, heart taker? No. Yeah, it's hard to take the first. No, the Voyager. What's wrong with me? The first note of that, I mean, the first three seconds, I was like, I'm going to be a Starfire fan. I knew. <laughs> it, just, uh, it just grabbed me. Um, you don't miss me. Oh, it's so good. It just comes in. It just shreds. And then uh, just the swells in the song, like the song Harmony, So You Think You're Radical, when Jason like highlights his vocals and slows it down. We get more beach flyer. It's perfection. And look, I will sit here. I guess I know artistically and technically, everybody makes mistakes and leave here a stranger is better. But art is subjective. And like you were saying about, you know, how different things hit you differently and how like young in my head hit you at a certain time in your life. It's just got this hold on me, this emotional connection to me where it, it's going to be Americana. It's the first one on the island. All right. And I, I, I feel bad that it's always at 15 for me. Like, I do. Like, I wish it was higher. I just Don't worry, Sam. You won't have much to worry about that because I, I booked my plane ticket while we were on this. <laughs> so you won't have to well, you won't have to go back for much longer. So we can we can finally hang out. Yes. Yeah. One of us will hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing, when you said I was not excited. I didn't think Americana was gonna be in your like top ten. I thought it was gonna be around like maybe ten or eleven, but fifteen, that shocked me. I was not expecting that for real. Guys, this has been a journey. Yes. Um, we started this series almost four years ago this summer. Mm-hmm. And I knew when we started this, we did the first episode, uh, episode zero, which is lost to time. <laughs> it, I accidentally deleted it at one point. Sorry, guys. Um, we did an episode zero and I said, you know, we're going to we're going to start this journey. And if we make it through all the albums, which I naively said, oh, yeah, we'll make it through all these albums in like a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> year. I said, yeah. if we make it through all these albums. We're going to do a ranking episode where we just rank yeah. all the stuff. And we've been talking about it for years, and we're, we're finally here. This is hard, man. Making change for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, again, thanks And again, and I know even I think was I'm a CEO. You know, I ranked that my least favorite Starfire album, but I'm still gonna. You know, I still love it. You know, it's just you, you gotta rank them. You know, <laughs> I feel bad like putting something to the Starfire album on the bottom of anything, but. It is what it's it like is. When you got when you got to rank it amongst itself, how do you even? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're ranking against the rest of the world, that'd be really easy. Like, I mean, apparently, Leave Here Strange is better than Pet Sounds. Now we just broke news here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! So I want to see what you guys think about that. <laughs> 
Oh, so guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. I know, you know, we're not the most popular podcast in the world, but we appreciate everyone who hangs out and listens to us so much. Everyone who pits up with Aaron on Facebook. Thank you guys. <laughs> You're all awesome. Your guts, your guts, people, your guts, people. And uh, this won't be the last episode because I don't know if you guys were following um, the social medias. Jeff Cloud announced that it's going to be another Starfire album sometime this year. So we'll at least be doing that one again. I mean, one more. Yeah, at, at the bare minimum. Which, let's be honest, there there'll be there'll be yeah. other stuff. We're we're forever in the the Martin universe, I think. And you know, yeah. there's there's no going back at this point. We're just we're here. This is this is who we are. This is what we do now. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, right. but thanks for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. As mm. always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. Mm.